invite your attention to God's word as recorded in the book of Psalms, chapter number 78, starting at verse number 40. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from their enemy. How he had wrought his sign in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zion. And he turned their rivers to blood and their floods that they could not drink. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask your blessings upon us now. We need you. We need you. We need you right now, Lord God. Let this word be multiplied in our hearts. Give us its deeper meaning. Let our souls be refreshed in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We're grateful to the Lord every time we have the opportunity to stay in God's house. God is great. He's greatly to be praised. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, preach the word. Been in, be instant in season, out of season. And I tell you, this is one of those days when it's out of season. But nevertheless, I shall preach. God is a good God. He is glorious. He has all power in his hand. And we appreciate all that God has done for us. I want to talk this morning about breaking the limits. Breaking the limits. I wonder, is there anybody that sensed that now is my time? You know, we live so in the past there's many a times we're not conscious of the now. It's always tomorrow. It's always later. But is there anybody that uh, got enough energy this morning to just jump to your feet and say, now is my time. Thank you. Satan's number one object is to keep you where you are right now. The devil never expected you to make it this fall. Never. <laughs> he tried everything he could to try to stop you from getting to this point in your life. 
And you've gotten this far simply because you were not content with where you are. I'm bothered sometimes when I see people content. When we are content with so much looming over us and yet we can be content. When you become content, you become contained. Content, contained. And God is not desiring for his people to be contained. Amos 6 and 1 says, Woe to them that are ease in Zion. Woe to those that are at ease in Zion. And there is something going around now that everybody is just trying to be comfortable. Everybody wants to be comfortable. And if you can get someone comfortable, they will be contained. People are comfortable in all kinds of adverse situation. When you become too comfortable, progress stop, dreams die, and your harvest remain unharvested. I'm gonna ask you a question. How many of your dreams have died since you have become so contented. How many dreams have died? I want you to think about that, because each of us have dreams. We started out on fire. You beat the devil because you won't satisfy where you are. Had that five and dime job, you said, I can do better than this. So you got one that made a quarter that we become content with the quarter job. Do you feel the fire that was described by Jeremiah? Fire shut up in my bone. Or do we now have ice water running in our veins? The devil's job is to cool you down sabotage your desire and make you satisfied with just being contained. The word contained means to be held within certain restriction, limitations, or boundaries. It means to not to enlarge to limit what you're able to do. And I'm wondering, have we come to a place where we are comfortable at any cost? How much is it costing, costing you now to be comfortable? How many of y'all know that if you're really doing something for God, the devil gonna send his imps out at you? Scripture says that he is like a roaring lion. He's coming out to 
He, if you know on his side, he don't bother you too much. But if, you, if you're really not content with where you are, then you want to get out from there and you want to get to the place. If you look behind you and you got some demons behind you, you say, I must be on the right path. Make sure they haven't caught up with you, though. And you running in the pack. Got to be careful of that because sometimes we be running in the pack and we don't realize it. As we begin to look at Israel, we see a dramatic story unfold. We see bushes talking. Ocean parting. Angels removing chariot wheels. And all of this is under glorious cloud of God's fire. We see bread falling from the sky and water is flowing from rocks interwoven between the uh, angels pulling off chariot wheels. And all of this is being done to God's people that are in covenant with him, the covenant God had made with Abraham. Then we see people that was born. These people were born to rule. They were born to have dominion. But we find these same people in slavery in Egypt. And they have been there for 430 years. The villain in this story is Pharaoh. And he has gotten Israel in a dilemma. This people that was destined for greatness is now enslaved in a lane. They have a country that is flowing with milk and honey and she is living on leeks and garlic. Different between what God intended for you and what you have. I wonder how many of his blessings are you missing out on today? Amen. But God's will is for us to be free. He loved Israel too much to leave her down in Egypt. He's doing some things to deliver. And in all through the book of Exodus, we find the Lord saying, Exodus 5 and 1, it said, let my people go. Exodus 8, 20, it said, let my people go. Exodus 9 and 1, said, let my people go. Exodus 9, 13, let my people go. Exodus 10 and 3, said, let my people go. God is saying, my people have been contained too long. Let my people go. That spirit that is working in the world today that is keeping people in debt, financial bondage, a lane barely getting by when God have a lane for us that is abundant. 
Amen. The time has come now when we need to break Pharaoh's grip on our lives. You need to break the grip, amen, on your life that's holding you in hostage. Amen. And the faith can't grow because we're not doing anything. But you got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Is there anybody in the building other than my two amen buddies that's ready to step out of your comfort zone? Amen. God wants some people, amen, that are not satisfied, amen, living on a crumb when God got a whole loaf prepared for us. But amen, in order for you to get where you want to go, you got to be uncomfortable. Y'all know what it was when you were in school and trying to get your degrees and all the other kind of stuff. You became very uncomfortable because sometimes you had to burn the midnight off. Amen. Or either people cross somebody's shoulder. But you had to do something. You had to put yourself in an uncomfortable position in order for you to get what you want. And so sometimes God will put you in an uncomfortable position. And Israel had gotten down there in Egypt and she was comfortable. And it wasn't until God said, I'm going to stir them up. Sometimes the hell that's happening in your life right now is God trying to make you uncomfortable of a man being boxed in. God is trying to pull down the walls of your boxes so that you can live in abundance in Christ Jesus. And I'm not just talking about money and stuff either because let me tell you what, your money is tied in with your spirit. Don't do any good to have a whole lot of money in your pocket and your spirit is in bondage. Now let me tell you something, you, be, you can be happy with a couple of quarters if you're in the will of God. Stop getting mad when people criticize. You ought to be glad them some of your best friends because they're going to tell you the truth. Amen? And don't call everybody a lie and three people saying the same thing to you. Somebody is telling the truth. Everybody ain't no liar. Somebody is telling three people. One out of three is telling you the truth. Amen. But if you want to stay where you are and pretend that you are something that you're not. But amen, when somebody tell you that your, your singing ain't all that good, you know what that make you do? It make you go back and practice. You see, as long as you think you got it, you don't practice. Amen. Amen. And some of your best friends are the one that you thought was your worst enemy, but they really, they were your best friend because I thought I had it right. So I went down there and I practiced a little bit more and look at me now. But I would have stayed where I was if my friends had made me feel comfortable. That's why I like to hang around people that criticize me. Because when they criticize me, it makes me a better me. Because I, I know I'm more than my last mistake. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Touch your name and say, I'm better than my last mistake. See, I might not got it all together, but I'm better than my last mistake. Amen. We need, amen, something that's going to stir us up. Amen. Something that's going to get us to the place. Amen. Because I am an heir of promise. Amen. Can I get somebody to say, I'm an heir of promise? 
Amen. We've been in, we've been in a dilemma so long you forgot who you were. I heard Bill Cosby was, uh, he was in his comedy strip. He was talking about, they call him stupid so much until, amen, he thought that was his name. Stupid. Amen. And some of us been in a situation so long, we think that's our destination. No, but you are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. You've been called for something greater. There is a Canaan land waiting for you. Amen. Why are you living in Egypt? There is a Canaan land. We got gaming box in no longer. Amen. I heard the calls. Amen. Of Canaan calling me. I'm tired of somebody having to feed me. I want to be able to go and get my own stuff. I've been called for something better and greater than this. In my amen corner, say. All right. Amen. You see, y'all gonna encourage me. Even now, then y'all gonna have to jump to your feet. <laughs> see, you too relaxed there. Look, look how relaxed y'all come. Loose now. Jump to your feet right now. Say, "Amen, preach, preacher." Amen, preach. All right, all right. Now, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, hallelujah, glory be to God. Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh my God. Israel was a covenant people. God had made a covenant that I will deliver you. Israel was a blessed people, but now they're living in bondage, eating leeks and garlic, but God got something better for them. There is a spirit of containment that has come over the church today. Everybody in the church want to be praised. Everybody in the church want to be lifted up. But I heard a word said, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you for my name's sake. We are looking for a great name. Uh, uh, you, you try it again. All right, oh Lord, uh, we are looking for, amen, this great name. But I heard Jesus said, the growth, the growth, the growth is not in people speaking well about you. But he said when they persecute you and say all mine is of evil against you, falsely for my sake, amen. Jesus said up in heaven, they are rejoicing because this is something. Somebody who's coming out of the box. Amen. You got to be the odd fella sometime. You got to be the word that everybody don't love all the time. But I will not be boxed in. Can I get somebody to jump to your feet? I will not be boxed in. Lord have mercy Amen I will not be contained I will not be contained with lack I will not be contained with death I will not be contained with need I will not be contained with indifference I will not be contained with selfishness I will not be contained with laziness I will not be contained with strokefulness I will not be contained with I will not 
be contained. This is the kind of God that we serve. God is able. How many of y'all feel a greater calling? Lead your lean on and tell your neighbor a greater calling, a greater calling, a greater calling, a greater calling. How many of y'all know I'm made for Canaan land? I'm made for Canaan land. Are y'all ready for a change? Mm. This is what I want you to do. Let your neighbor wake up. Wake him up right now. I want you to. Ah, uh, now is my time. Today is the day. This is my hour. Jump to your feet right now. Look at your cell watch, cell phone. Look at your watch and say, now is my time. Today is the day. This is the hour. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say with me, I don't know how. I don't know how. Because see, what I'm trying to teach you to do now is to turn off your conscious mind. I told y'all Tuesday about the conscious mind, which is the five senses. The five senses is trying to, that's the beta mind. But there is another mind that you call the subconscious mind. God speak. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, I miss it every now and then, but I think I got it right this time. There is the subconscious mind. When you say, I don't know, it turns off the beta mind. When you turn off the beta mind, it comes over now, the subconscious mind come in. And the subconscious mind, when it comes in, it has the now. Because the subconscious works in the now. But the Bible said now faith is. So if the subconscious is in the now, it means now that faith and the subconscious is in the same room. Somebody shout now. 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 Look, something will happen when you say when you start saying, I don't know. See, we have been trained that you should always have the answer. That's why we are messing up. But you don't have to have the answer. When you say, I don't know, it turn off the beta. And it turns on the subconscious mind. And the answer is going to be in your subconscious. Because the beta, which is the five senses, is what got you where you are now. You've been trying to figure it out. Oh, uh, come on, come on, come up here. Come off up on the stage. Come on, I'll put you up here. Turn around. Fall back. Come on, do it again. You notice? You notice how he was a little bit more comfortable the first time. Second time, fall back again. See, after a while you get to the place, oh, I can do this all day. But now, turn around. You gonna catch me. That's all you have. But the difference, The difference is, 
when you trust in God, shown up. When you really trust your catcher, oh God, oh Lord have mercy. Let me ask you, do you trust your catcher? Because see, when you don't trust your catcher, you look back, you lean back, and you step back. Right here, one more time, one more time, one more time. But when you trust your catcher, because this ain't the first time I caught you, is it? Oh, come on, come on, fall back. See, this ain't the first time. It ain't the first time I had to trust God. It ain't the first time I didn't have the answer. It ain't the first time I was at my end. It ain't the first time. So this is what God wants us to do. When you say, I don't know, you come to the end of yourself. And when you come to the end of yourself, uh-huh. And this is what God wants for us. But this is what we're doing. <laughs> You're trying to control it. But when you get to the place, Lord, I don't know. It's just like, uh, what's that guy's name? Mm. Asia. He came out and looked at the army. He said, Lord, I have no strength against this army. Oh my God. It's the same thing as you saying, I don't know. And then this is what, this is what the subconscious mind said. You need not fight in this battle. Oh my God. The Lord will fight for you. Tell your neighbor the Lord will fight for you. And all I want you to do is what? Come on, come on. Woo! I got you. And this is what God is saying. I got you. Fall back on me. I got you. Fall back on me. I got you. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid to step out in the unknown. Step out in the unknown. Go ahead. See now, you know what he was doing? He was trying to make sure he was in the right place. Thank you, son. That's all right. If you put yourself in the right place, God wants some of us to put our pork chops on the line. You are afraid to operate your gift because you're scared somebody's going to call you a fool. Even if you fail, operate in your gift. Even if you fail. Come on, Demar. Step up here. I ain't catching you. <laughs> but God lead in your heart say, lay hands on that person to get him healed. You lay hands on them. You know, they were blind. You laid hands on them for the heal. And you just go back to your seat like you're a blind man. <laughs> the thing is, if you don't get past that, you are, you're going to be messed up because every time you attempt something for God, you're not going to appear to be successful. 
Even the apostle Paul said, I left some sick. Y'all remember reading that scripture, don't you? I left them sick in Troy's or somewhere. He said, but I left them sick. I'm one of the apostles. I left them sick. But am I a failure? No. The only time you're a failure is when you don't try. But when you try, God will make sure that you succeed. Say, my failure will not block me in. My failure will not block me in. Now, what you want to do? I, in other words, I don't know. But this I know. I don't know. But this I know. See, the beta said, I don't know. The subconscious says, but this I know. You, you see, you can't be waiting for the future way ahead. Because that's what they say they want you to do, is put it off. What? I don't know. But this I know. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. How would it happen? I don't know. I don't know. But this I know. Try that. I don't know. But this I know. The next time you have a negative thought in your mind, don't wrestle with it. Just say, I don't know. Simply say, I don't know. But this I know. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I don't know. But this I know. I got the victory. I don't know how, I, I don't know when, but I know this, I got the victory. I don't know, but this I know. For all things work together for the good of them that love God and the call according to his promise. Now let me tell you what saying I don't know is. When you said I don't know is humility. Because the experts want to always say I know. To say I don't know is to humble yourself. <laughs> and the Bible says when you humble yourself under the mighty hands of God, he will exalt you in. in due